Deplorable Nation, a podcast where your voices can be heard, where things that affect you and your family are important, because it's important to all of us. Every one of us matters, and everybody has a voice. We're going to be bringing you news, current events, and throw in a lot of humor, and then you decide for yourself. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Deplorable Nation. As always, I'm your host, Deplorable Janet, and today I have a very special guest with me, my dear friend Jeff, aka Hatter Will Happen. How the hell are you, my dear? I'm doing very well, Janet. Thank you for asking. Glad that uh, we're getting a chance to talk again. It's been too long. I know it has been. Um, for people that don't know, Jeff and I used to, um, he, he did some shows with me, uh, when we were back in the discord back in the day. So him and I got along very well and have stayed in touch pretty much, except a little short period of time where we kind of lost touch of each other for a while. So tell me like, tell the audience, people that don't know you, tell them a little bit about you. I uh, am just a guy that has never really fit in boxes before and uh, tried really hard to, I suppose, put my head down and, and, and just work because that's what I was taught to do and uh, was never able to be, I was never able to find happiness. I live in the Portland area and um, it used to be a really cool place to live and now um, it's a very divisive place to live and, Mm -hmm. um, I'm just a guy who wants to be able to express myself, you know, and, uh, that's, that's not very easy here. I have, uh, kind of over the last year withdrawn from, uh, the, the populace, I guess you could say, um, work for myself now. I, uh, I got sober about three years ago and found, um, crystals and I found alchemy and I found, um, kind of a new path that I've been walking, uh, and just trying to find my way on that path. Uh, I spend a lot of time trying to educate people or not educate people, but kind of just help show people the tools that they have that they can use to create happiness in their lives, um, outside of the norm. I think that we're taught from a very young age that there's one way to do things. And I think that the education system is, uh, flawed in that it's, it's less about education and more about, uh, confirmation. And, Mm um, I, when I was a kid, I wrote a, my, my freshman thesis on, uh, high school being like a manufacturing facility and they take in, you know, all these different materials and they try to punch them into the same product. And that's just not how people work. And Right. And you're, um, you're so spot on about that because it's almost like creating 
like little drones, little carbon copies of the same thing where everybody has the same think and the same speak and the same personality and it's supposed to have the same belief systems. And exactly. that is so outside of what is normal because we're not meant to be that way. No, we're all vastly different. And I think that's what makes the human animal such a special thing is that um, there's infinite possibilities uh, for each and every one of us as far as who we are and what we are and what we choose to do with our gifts. And um, the, the, you call it the powers that be work very hard to make sure that um, we're not able to utilize any of our gifts or any of our potential um, and just, it, I mean, it's a, it's a means of control, but it's also a means of, um, maintaining what they see as their, uh, most profitable normal, you know? Right. Right. So stepping outside of that. And, and I think that it's really easy to get caught in whether it's through the, the media cycle or whether it's through social media or whether it's through, um, you know, the social engineering that happens from family and everybody else. It's, it's easy to just feel like you have to be that way or you have to, that the only you way for you conform. to be happy. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And I'm the guy that tries to show everybody who will listen that you don't have to. You right. Know, I'm, I'm about being me being me and you being you unapologetically, you know, and if there's somebody in your life that, um, is not allowing you to do that, then it maybe it's time to think about whether that person needs to be in your life or not. I 100% I agree with that. It's time to cut them loose because they're toxic to you. And, right. you know, if they're wanting you to be something that you're not or be someone who you aren't, then they shouldn't be around you because, you know, you do you. You be who you are because we're all meant to be something special, you know, and, and not everybody, I mean, think about what a shitty world it would be like if everybody believed the same and thought about the same things and listened to the same music and read the same books. Right. And nobody had any, any ideas of their own. How awful would that be? Well, and it's, they're working really hard for, for that. And it's just like, what even if it was this what somebody would consider utopian right even if they taught right. everybody how to be perfect or whatever if you have no difference if you if everything's the same you have no context you have no perspective and so even if you lived in a perfect world you wouldn't know it was perfect because there's no there's nothing to compare it to exactly you know? so even that would be bad um yeah something that i really try to push is like we have to just embrace every every aspect of this experience because um <clears throat> even the the terrible people are are giving us the motivation that we need to grow and change um and create the good that that we want to see in this world because it doesn't happen on its own we've got to we've got to create that right we have to make a difference ourselves and and i think a lot of it too starts with uh within yourself Absolutely. Because if you don't realize that you're meant to be or do better or that you have an option 
to to make choices and to make decisions. You know, I think a lot of people need to do the self-work first and then they can go out and and help other people. I think right. that's super important. And one thing that I try to stress is that like in my experience, I don't see things as good or bad. Things just are. And everything can be transmuted into something positive, no matter what it is. You know, I think over I the agree. last couple of years, people have, a lot of people have let this thing really get them down, you know, mm-hmm. and it's, right. it's not a fun thing, you know, but the way that I see it is <clears throat> we as a, a collective, we're kind of slowly, progressively, our our freedoms and our right to expression and our right to uh, to just exist really was slowly being taken away from us right and it was like mm-hmm. this this trickle it was like imagine a a container of water where all all of our uh, sovereignty and and liberties were dripping out of one drip at a time well we were just sitting there watching it happen and um, if something if it wouldn't have gotten as bad as it did over the last couple of years, as quickly as it did, I don't mm-hmm. think people ever would have tried to, to do anything about it. You know, when things happen slow, it's easy to make excuses and it's easy to tell yourself it's okay. And it's easy to adapt, you know, right. whereas when it happens, we had a rough couple of years, you know, and now people have realized that there's work that needs to be done and that the only people mm-hmm. who are going to put in that work is the people who want to see the change. You know, right. so as, as rough as it was, it needed to be this rough so that we would actually do something about it. And know? that's that's very true, because you, if people go along with the status quo all the time and and never are shaken, basically, in their boots, they're never going to wake up to the fact that that there is things that you can do to change not only yourself, but to change things around you. And for the better. And I so, say all the time we do our best work outside our comfort zone. You know, yeah, they took absolutely. us they took us way outside our comfort zone. And you know, the first step in creating a new reality is destroying the current reality. Um mm-hmm. and they they helped with that a lot. And mm-hmm. the people that are paying attention, I think, have continued to try to destroy um that reality, whether it's your your view of normal and how you see this quote unquote new normal, right? Or right. um, you know, I, I think that this has showed a lot of people who they are too. They're um people there are people that are gonna comply with whatever, you know, mm-hmm. that right. are just gonna do what they're told. And whether it's because they want to avoid confrontation or whether it's because they there's income that they don't want to lose, you know, they've they've used all these different techniques or whether it's, they want to go to concerts or whatever it is, they've, they've gotten the people who are going to conform and they've, they've, they've done that, you know, and it's, right. it's showed us who's not willing to. And it showed me, it showed me personally um, that what's important to me, what's, what's paramount to me is my freedom and uh, my sovereignty and my, my ability to express myself and, and grow the way that I want to grow. Um, and that I am not really concerned with how that is perceived by the populace. You know, I think that you can live to, to be righteous or you can live to look righteous, you know? Right. That's exactly right. Um, but you can't have both. It's a learning curve too. And I mean, a lot of people just now are learning about things that they can do 
and what rights you actually do have. Right. And so it was a good thing. And a, and a lot of people are going to think we're nuts for saying that that was a good thing that, that all this crap happened. But it actually is a good thing. And it's a positive thing because if it never happened, think of how many people would still be going along with the status quo and the same old, same old every it's a great day. Thing. It's a great thing. And I think that a lot of the <clears throat> the resistance that we see um, as far as the online, you know, and the people that get slayed for certain posts mm-hmm. or for right. um, certain, certain views. I think that a lot of that online presence is engineered and um, especially on Twitter, you know, a lot of, a lot of the, the people on there making remarks pro um, the narrative are, mm-hmm. are not even real people. They're just, right. they're just, on there to create context and make you feel like there is nobody that feels like you, you know, and when, uh, the oligarchs have to result, to to fake people posting on fake Twitter accounts, (laughs) you know, that, you know, that we're making progress or paying people to post certain things. Yeah. And it's, you know, uh, coercion is a really good thing, right? But only if you, have to pay them to coerce people. <laughs> right. Right. And it's, it's shown, it's shown me personally, um, that I'm willing, I'm willing to fight for this and I'm willing to, mm-hmm. um, like I, I, I will die before, uh, certain things happen. And it's, it's taught me that I always thought I was strong. Right. Um, <clears throat> but this has, allowed me to show myself what I'm willing to do and what I'm willing to go through, uh, mm-hmm. to live the life that I want to live or not right. live the life that, <laughs> that is trying to be imposed on me, you know, and I'm in, uh, Oregon, right. So, yeah. uh, Kate Brown, not too long ago, uh, made quote unquote, anti-government rhetoric, domestic terrorism. Yeah. I saw that. So to speak against, you know, the, the, whatever she decides the law is going to be today is now terrorism. And right. a lot of the people that I used to have conversations with, uh, cause I don't, I don't talk to a whole lot of people. I talk to, you know, people online or whatever, but as far as people in my area that humans that I converse with or interact with are pretty few, far, few and far between. Mm-hmm. Um, but people would just, well, we better not talk about this anymore. And it's like, no, you know, that's, that's exactly. not how this goes. That's I'm going to say what I want to say and I'm going to do what I want to do and I'm going to breathe oxygen and I'm going to go wherever I want to go. Um, and exactly. if somebody has and, a problem with that, then I don't know what to tell them. And that's, you know, that right there is tyrannical in itself, you know, because government is supposed to be for the people, by the people, for the people. Yep. And anytime that you have somebody in power that's telling you that you can't disagree with things that they say or do, or you're labeled a quote terrorist, um, does anybody see an issue with that? I hope so. Like at all? Because these are supposed to be elected people, you know, and I'm sorry, but I don't care. Kate Brown, you can come and get me for being a terrorist. You're a piece of shit. You know, and like, 
academics are, you know, racist and, you know, you don't have to, I saw that she said, you also don't have to learn math because math, math is not important anymore. So you, you can completely pass school without even knowing how to add two and two together. Yep. And what was, what was crazy was when, uh, that was handed down and her justification for why this was happening. She said that she wanted to help uh, the black and Latino communities, you know, like they don't know how to do. Yeah, math. exactly. And it's like, that's racism right there. Exactly. You know, like this whole, <laughs> people don't realize that anti-racism or whatever you want to call that is more racist than, any racism that was ever taking place on a, on a large scale, you know, like telling, telling black students or, or Latino students that you're going to let them graduate without doing math. You know, I've, I've never met anyone who I, who would have wanted to be able to get through something um, with a free pass like that. You know, I I think that uh, I posted something the other day that said, you know, we're not divided by, by race and creed and religion or, or, or status that were divided by fools and not fools and that the fools divide themselves by race and creed and, mm-hmm. and status. Um, and that's something that I, I thoroughly believe. I think that, you know, what I see uh, is, is humans and what I feel is energy. Um, and outside of that, it doesn't matter to me and it shouldn't matter to me. And I think that 99% of the population feels that way. I think that a lot of these things that we see on the news cycle are to, you know, and, and culture in general, I believe that I don't I say all the time, culture is not your friend. You know, culture is something that's developed in a think tank and then implemented. Mm-hmm. And right. they said, well, this is American culture. So <clears throat> that means you're supposed to sit at home and, eat hot dogs and watch baseball and, and, you know, and so people act this way because that's what Americans do, you know? Right. Um, and you're doing what they're telling you to do. Right. Right. And cultures are what you put in a Petri dish, right? Exactly. In, in an experiment <laughs> and you watch them grow. Uh, and something that I've really studied over the last year or so is etymology and word magic and what mm-hmm. these things that were being, we're being taught and the things that we perpetuate unknowingly are a big part of the reason why we're in the boat that we're in. You know, they, we just regurgitate is what we're taught. And whether that's in high school or in college is even worse. You know, I, 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 this is nothing against college people or people who have gone to college or people that want to go to college. But a lot of that is just uh, repeating information you mm-hmm. you read something in a book and then you write that down or or you you memorize it and you repeat it back but you were not taught in in the education system to think critically or to question or to problem solve right it's just this is the mm-hmm. way that something's done and then when you learn about who controls these institutions and um, what their motives are it starts to make a lot of sense and then you can understand why they uh, go so hard at, at free thinkers is because that is the most dangerous thing to their system is people that can think for themselves. And so yeah, you've got it upsets their apple cart. Right. And so you've got all these quote unquote smart people that are educated that 
think they're smarter than everyone else, but all that they have the ability to do is uh, repeat this information that comes from this one source. And so they're getting one perspective and that perspective isn't your friend, you know, um, the, the system is designed to keep you, uh, unhappy and sick and, mm-hmm. um, busy, very busy, uh, because people that are, busy trying to survive don't have a chance to explore spirituality or to try to understand this experience and what it is or understand the divine nature of the human animal. Um, Mm -hmm. Or to read or to research. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I think that uh, I think we talked about a little bit before people asked is, you know, is everything a conspiracy? And I would, I would say yes. And the, the, the root of this giant conspiracy is to try to keep the populace from understanding how special they are. I think that we're taught to to think that we don't matter and to think that we're a virus here, you know, on this mm-hmm. planet and that we're this cosmic right. accident that is just breathing up good air, you know? And when you're taught that for your whole life, um, it's, it's what you believe until you can realize the whatever you want to call it, the matrix or the, the system that breaking out of your shackles. Exactly. And that's, that's what it is. When people talk about, uh, slavery or when people talk about imprisonment, it's like, um, when you dive into those words and then you look at the life that we're expected to lead here, uh, you're, you're talking about the same thing. The fact that you're not in physical chains or in a physical cage does not mean that you're not imprisoned or enslaved. Um, a free person can do what they want and say what they want and, uh, believe what they want and go where they want. And unfortunately the way that things have turned over the last, well, it's been slowly happening for a long time, but really over the last Mm -hmm. few years, um, we don't have, the ability to do those things. And so we can't, we can't say that we're free um, because almost every aspect of this experience is, is, is dictated um, mm-hmm. or is attempted, you know? And, and when we, when we say, no, I don't accept this, I'm going to live freely. Um, we're shunned for it and we're fined for it and we're threatened for it. And, it's a problem, you know, and I think that the only way through this thing is, is peaceful non-compliance. And I think that, uh, I, I hope that that's enough, you know, I don't know that it will be. I think that things are going to get, get pretty rough before they get better. Um, I do too. but people need to, uh, I, I say all the time, we got to prepare for the worst and hope for the best. And just, you have to have a line in the sand you know, and, and right. my, my line doesn't have to be your line, doesn't have to be anybody else's line, but you need to decide what's important to you and whether it's, um, you know, what degree of your freedom are you willing to fight for, uh, whether it's your medical freedom or whether it's your, uh, your, your physical freedom, you have to decide up front, you know, where that line is for you. And, um, otherwise you're just going to keep moving it. You know, if somebody would have told you two years ago, that it was going to look like this, 
now you would have said they were crazy. Um, but they did it slow. They did it, mm-hmm. it oh, two weeks for this, you know, 60 days mm-hmm. for this. And I think we're like 114 or 115 weeks into two weeks to flatten the curve. Right. Um, and, and 9-11, the is, they did the same thing then. Uh, absolutely. And that's the thing that um, people need to understand is that you need to decide who you are as a person and what you are and are not willing to give up and what you are are not willing to do. Um, you need to find your strength and your inner strength because a lot of people see themselves as weak. You're not weak. Right. You're not weak at all. Um, you're much stronger than what you think. And you you are a supercomputer yourself. And you have the knowledge and the capability to have a much higher, uh, let's say, data than any manufactured computer on the earth. Because right. once you start learning, you can never go back to unlearning. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. And so it, you're like a, a sponge that's continually soaking up stuff and making yourself better and making your knowledge base bigger and making your health better and everything about your life better. And so that's the one thing that they want to destroy and to take away is your ability to continue that process. Well, right. And this, this weakness that you talk about that people, you know, you said people think that they're weak. This is, Mm -hmm. this is a vibration. Um, and just like uh, people who think that they're not smart enough to learn the law or not smart enough to, or don't, don't have the ability to alchemize their life or whatever it is. These are all just, uh, this is belief. This is perspective. Yes, (laughs) exactly. And, um, as soon as you decide Right. And this is why the line in the sand is so important, because once you decide on something, uh, whatever it is that or that something is or isn't going to happen, whatever it takes to facilitate this happening or not happening is just details at that point. Right. Mm -hmm. And details don't matter. And so uh, Tony Robbins is one of my favorite quotes is change your life. All you got to do is change your standards. And um, if you have a standard set then it doesn't matter what it takes for you to uphold that standard, right? Mm-hmm. It just it just is. And that's how we need to start looking at things is things just are. They, none of these things are good or bad or dark or light. It's they, they just are. And it's our job to transmute the bullshit into mm-hmm. things that serve us. Um, right. You could look at the last two years and you could you could see it as a really, really terrible thing. But when I see it, I see um, a spark, right. Mm-hmm. A spark that has taken a lot of people who would have just sat in their contentment and their apathy for another decade or two decades or the rest of their life, maybe. And it has maybe for lack of a better word, weaponized them against the machine that they had been <clears throat> so diligently and, and faithfully serving for mm-hmm. their entire life. And that's, that's what we needed. We needed, um, a reason and we needed um we 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 needed to have to right we needed to not should because for a long time we should have done something right right? and this this uh was enough for for people to say enough and and for me personally it made me realize that i have uh, something that i i 
struggled with for a long time was acceptance, right? I just, mm-hmm. I just wanted to fit in. I never fit in my whole life. And so when I'd get around these people, I'd act like this. And when I get around these people, I'd act like this. And I, mm-hmm. I realized I was always being who the people who I thought the people around me wanted me to be. Right. right. Um, and so I had no idea who I actually was. And something I said in one of my videos a couple of weeks ago was like, after I got sober, I, I just hit three years at the beginning of the month. And after I, I got sober, it took me a year to figure out I had absolutely no idea who I was. And then mm-hmm. it took me a year to figure out that that was okay. And then it took me a right. year to figure out who I was. Right? right. And, and for me to figure out who I was and for me to be who I am, I had to, I had to be shunned and I had to be isolated and I had to be talked shit upon. Um, and I had to be okay with that. Right. Mm -hmm. I had to, to decide that I was going to be me and do me unapologetically and that everything else was, was just details. Right. And I, I live in a part of the country where that doesn't work. That doesn't fly. Um, and I still am am not doing the mask thing, Janet. I still, Mm through all this. And I get told uh, the other night, a guy follows me out of the store and he says, you know, people like you are the reason that we still have to wear masks. And I'm like, (laughs) dude, the mental gymnastics that it requires for you to come to that conclusion uh, Mm -hmm. are astounding to me, you know? And then it's like, okay, well now that you followed me out of the store, let's talk about this. Let's talk viral pathology. Let's talk about the efficacy of this, of this diaper that you want me to wear on my face. Exactly. You know? And he's, oh, I don't have time for this. Okay. So you have time to follow me out of the store during exactly. your shopping experience. But you period. don't have time for facts. Right. Right. And that's yeah. the thing is people don't want facts and their problem isn't the mask. Okay. It's right. not, it's, it's not your non-compliance. Correct. It's freedom. The norm. Yeah. Right. It's freedom. It's that I am a sovereign being and I'm going to do what I want to do. And I'm going to make choices based on, uh, choices for my body based on information Mm -hmm. that I have acquired. Right. Right. And that bothers people that makes people upset. And, um, it's something that I have. And when we talked a year ago, I was, I was enjoying the, I mean, it was, I I think I said that it was like endearment, you know, when people would get upset about it. And at this point Mm -hmm. it's community service, you know, is what it is. (laughs) And, um, the most satisfying thing for me is walking into an establishment and, and, and having somebody look at me, right. And you can see them want to get upset and then you smile. Right. And I'm just, I'm mm-hmm. just, that's, that's the main difference between now and a year ago is I, I, I didn't know how to vibrate that love, um, during non-compliance, right? I can, mm-hmm. I can not comply, but I can still be the nicest, most respectful, uh, right. happiest person that you've ever seen. Like, how can you be an asshole to somebody that is being super nice to you? You know, true. it's, it's exactly. really hard. And if you, if you manage to do it, you're going to feel bad about it, right? That's going to affect you more than it's going to affect me because you're not going to alter my vibrations. Um, and that's one of my, but to see somebody with a mask and then without the mask, go ahead. Yeah. I I was going to say, that's one of my favorite things because like even online, like people will get, I have so many haters and they will say something just absolutely shitty to me. And I 
you know, uh, personal attacks and stuff. And these are people that don't know me and who knows if they're even real people, you know, right. and, and they'll be so hateful and I'll be like, well, thank you for your opinion. Have a really good day. Yeah. God bless you. Exactly. Stuff like that. And oh my God, they stop. They stop because they absolutely do not know what to do when you're nice back to them, even though they're as hateful and as vicious as they can be. If you're nice back, they, they don't know how to act. It's like when somebody's road raging on you and they're honking and they're flipping you off and it's like you blow them a kiss and tell them you love them. And exactly. Like they've, they've got no <laughs> clue how to react to that. And it is the most rewarding. It's, it's, it's the best. Um, <laughs> but seeing somebody walk in wearing the mask and then seeing them on the other side of the store, having taken it off and the, the right. smile that they give you when it's like, dude, thanks. Thanks. Cause mm -hmm. I think a lot of people think they're going to get tackled or they're not going to be let into the store or whatever. And it's like, right. if I can get into the store in Portland, right. Then right. you can get in anywhere. And it's just, it's, it's a vibration. Yeah. I, I walk in there and people don't even bother to ask me anymore. Employees or, or whatever. It's not, they can tell by looking at me that it's not going to happen and I'm going to shop. I think I, think I, I, I am a hundred percent on the same page with that because I have never once in all of this time been stopped or questioned or had anybody come at me negative or anything like that because I just have that. I don't know. I, I joke all the time. I'm like, eh, I think it's the confidence I have about myself that, you know, that's that exactly like, what it is. Always happy and always smiling. And no one has ever said a word with the exception of one time a lady just said, Do you want a mask? And I said, No, thank you. And smiled and just walked past. <laughs> well, and that's, that's the big difference is a year ago. I mean, I got into three fist fights uh, at Fred Meyers over the course of like, six weeks and it wasn't like i was going out trying to start fights like these people were attacking me um exactly. which how that works like i'm afraid of you transmitting a deadly virus uh but i'm gonna lay my hands on yeah you. <laughs> yeah I, I can't make that work in my head um mm -mm. but i had this 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 vibration i it, it wasn't exactly anger but it was like it was resentment and it was right defiance right it, i was i was going in there to defy the machine right and that's not what i'm doing anymore what i'm doing is i'm living mm -hmm. right and that's it that's it there is no uh i'm doing this because you've tried to do this to me i'm just it, it, living my experience right and i'm mm -hmm. doing that the way that i choose to live my experience and i choose to use my experience to radiate love into this existence and into, mm -hmm. into this plane. Right. And the fact that I'm going to do something or not going to do something is not based on anything outside of myself. It's based on the way, what I believe and the way that I choose to live this experience. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's no confrontation anymore. Right. It's, it's just, it's just me doing me and, um, and happiness. Exactly. Exactly. And I'm happier than I've ever been. Um, I started, really getting into law, right? And what mm -hmm. uh, 
my rights are. I, I think it was a Benjamin Franklin quote that basically said that if people didn't take the time to know the laws, to learn the laws, then they deserve whatever they got is yeah, the long and, and want, short of it. And I want you to talk about that because uh, when we were texting a little while ago, you were like, tomorrow I'm going to the law library. And I've never <laughs> done that before. <laughs> well, it's, I didn't realize that uh, there's, we have so much more at our disposal than what we realize. And uh, something that I really started to study was natural law or uh, the law of the land or common law, it's called, um, which is totally different. That lawful is different than legal, right? And um, right. I thought it was interesting that our quote unquote laws are called acts, right? And, and, and <laughs> statutes. Hmm. And wonder why. Yeah, I realized that I was in this gigantic play. Right. right. And that's 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 what we were all doing. We were pretending uh, that there was a, a, a set of rules that superseded my my natural rights. Right. Mm -hmm. And and right. I was pretending like all of these things that weren't laws were laws. And I was pretending like I had to do all of these certain things. Um, but it's all consensual. Right. And I've said for a long right. time that every aspect of this experience is based on your consent and that we dictate mm -hmm. all of this. And I didn't know how true that was until I started learning the laws. Um, and I learned about uh, the difference between uh, I, I learned about the the corporation versus the country. Right. Mm -hmm. And right. Um, I. I learned that. Uh, the the social security the the birth certificate thing and all this that I had um, touched on and was like yeah okay you know but I I didn't realize how crucial that was and like mm -hmm. when a when a police officer or a judge asks you if you understand something they're not asking you if you comprehend what they're saying they're asking if you stand under their authority right, right? and uh. I realized that these police officers or these, these judges, they didn't have any more authority over me than a, uh, an employee at McDonald's while I was at McDonald's, mm -hmm. right? A, mm -hmm. a, a McDonald's employee wears a uniform, right? And if I walk into a McDonald's with no shoes on and I try to order a hamburger, uh, they have the right to say, you can't order a hamburger unless you go and put shoes on. Mm -hmm. Right. For me to right. contract with you, this is, these are my terms. Right. And I have the choice to say, okay, I'll go outside and put some shoes on and we can contract together or to say, no, thank you. I'll go contract with someone who doesn't require my shoes. Mm -hmm. Right. Which this True. is the exact same thing as this, uh, this set of laws that, that were, consenting to operate under. And I'm trying to be right. kind of careful with my words because I got shadow banned for talking about this. <laughs> um, and you're and you're on my show, so holy shit, it'll probably happen anyway. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> um, but this, if you are alive, right? If you are a living being, you 
cannot by definition be a corporation. A corporation is a non-living entity, right? Mm -hmm. And if you are not a corporation, then you cannot do business with a corporation. And Mm -hmm. everything is a corporation. Mm-hmm. The the police are a corporation. The state government is a corporation. Everything is corporatized. And I never understood why until I understood that I was being told to act as a corporation, mm-hmm. right? And as soon as I found out that there was a corporation that was created up- upon my birth and that I was being told that this was me and this was who I needed to be... Um, I had to deal with that. I um I can't consent to being a part of a system that has literally been created to enslave me. Um and so this made me really research law and what the law was and what a mm-hmm. mandate was and 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 the difference between lawful and legal because we don't want legal right? right we want lawful and and people talk about we need to go back to 1878 and that as far as i'm concerned is not good enough mm-hmm. um 1878 is when everything was corporatized and right. why I don't want my civil liberties, right? Or my civil rights. I want my natural rights. Um, And your civil rights are something that they give you to convince you to sign over your natural rights, Mm -hmm. right? That's, that's all it was. And, and so operating outside of this system living, living in the private, as opposed to living in the public is a totally different, different way of life and there's a lot to it but none of these rules that people make right matter to me and and to not consent is to not be bound in Mm -hmm. in in this circumstance and so something that i really try to educate people on is is um the the corporation the United States is not the same as the country, the United States. And right. you have state of Oregon and Oregon state, right? right? And you have state of California and California state. Well, why? It's because one is a, a, a territory mm-hmm. and one is a corporation because a territory can't do business with corporations, just like a mm-hmm. person can't do business with corporations. So the mm-hmm. states have to create these straw men, just like they had to create straw men for us so that we're bound by this, this uh, maritime game that we play. Mm-hmm. Because that's what all this is, is, is we are pretending like we're at sea, right? We're, we're right. pretending that this is a big ocean, that we're in and, and all of the words that are used, whether it's our birthing terms or whether it's the, the, you stand at the docket, you stand on the dock when you go to court. Right. Um, this is all very intentional, you know, uh, when a vessel gives birth, right. Right. You're, you're received by a doctor, right. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a dock, you know, all of this is incredibly deliberate, deliberate. And it's, it's, they have you classified as missing and lost at sea and tell you that this, this corporation is you 
just so that you have the ability to do to to deal with all of these other corporations and so that you are bound by this this legal system you can't bind a a free person uh or a living a living person to all of these crazy laws however you can bind a corporation right and tell them mm-hmm. that that they have to follow all these laws to be able to do business with you but it's on the person to realize what this is and figure out how to have an experience without doing business with these corporations and and so it's not easy um but it's if you want to be free it's it's necessary you know it's a it's a big transition and it's a lot to learn um so but- how would you how would you explain that how would you explain like um our sovereign rights as far as being citizens of the land like in the lay terms where somebody could understand it cuz i'm sure a lot of people have never even heard of that i would start by saying that if you are a citizen, if you have U.S. citizenship, it literally means that you are a citizen of their ship. Okay, so everyone in the United States is registered to ten square miles in the District of Columbia, which is a foreign land. Okay, so the being a citizen of the United States, first of all, it's important to to clarify that the that United States is a corporation. Okay, mm-hmm. you have the United States of America, which is a country, mm-hmm. but we're not citizens of the United States of America. We're United States citizens. And mm-hmm. this is how they get you. So you can either and, and as soon as you are and it, your driver's license is a contract and um all of these legal document anything that has your name in all capital letters is not you. It's corporate you. It's the straw mm-hmm. man. And so you'll notice any document that you get that is requires your money, right? Whether it's your bank or whether it's your taxes or anything is all going to have this name on it. And so mm-hmm. this is legal you that gives them control over your experience. And so being uh, myself, for example, am uh, uh, called a state citizen or a U.S. national. Um, which means that I am, I live in the United States, but I am not a, you I live in the United States of America, right? I am a, a mm-hmm. resident of the state of Oregon, right? But really, it, uh, uh, it, it, the state doesn't matter. It's the land that you're talking about, right? I am a citizen of the land, not a citizen of their ship. And so since I am not a citizen of that ship, I am not bound by the nautical laws, if that makes sense. And so, so how do you change that? How do people go about changing that? It's a long process. Um, and the, the best place to start is by understanding the difference between living in the private and living in the public. There's a video that I recommend people watch. Uh, it's by Yusuf L. Um, and he does a really good job of explaining um, the difference. And he goes through a process 
of uh, applying for a passport. And there's a certain, there's a particular way you fill out this passport um, that basically claims that you live here, but you are not a citizen and no one before you was a citizen. And it changes your status and they have made it so hard. They have made it so difficult. Um, and it's gonna, it's made my bank do funny things with me. And it's made, it's made a lot of things difficult, but if it's important to you, then you need to be willing to do the research and you need to Mm -hmm. be willing to take the action and everything outside of that is just details, right? The, the inconveniences that it creates in my life don't, they don't matter to me. What matters to me is that I am a living being, right? And that Mm -hmm. I have rights that were given to me upon my birth by my creator and Mm -hmm. that I am going to exercise those rights and that no man has the ability or the right to take these from me. And no one has the right to take them from you or anybody else either. We just hand them over because we think we have to. And so mm-hmm. the, the first step is understanding the difference because it doesn't do you any good to try to get sovereign if you're not going to live sovereign. Mm-hmm. Right. And so understanding again, the difference between living in the public and living in the private and people need to really research maritime law and what that is. And they need to research uh, for example, when you go to the courthouse, okay, the flag that they are flying has a gold fringe on it, which a lot of people right. think is just the American flag. First of all, it's not the American flag. The red, the, the stars and the stripes are not the American flag. They are the United States flag, which is a corporation. It's a corporate flag. Okay. And that gold fringe says that we are at war. And when we are at war, we operate under maritime law, which is how all of this works. This is how, this is what (laughs) gives the police authority over you. This is what gives the judge authority over you. And a lot of us have probably seen the video where the dude is yelling at the judge that he is alive, right? Mm -hmm. And the first time I saw that, it's like, good for you, dude. Like, obviously you're alive. You're, you're, You're standing there, right? I mean, but the thing is, I'll give you an example. If I were to be summoned to court, right, they would ask me, are you uh, Mr. Jeff? And I would say, no, your honor, I am Jeff the living man, right? Because Mr. is a corporate label. So the judge would ask again, I'll ask you again, are you Mr. So-and-so? And And I would say again, your honor, no, I am so-and-so the living man. I'm here to respond to this document, right? And that judge will say, I cannot see you. I cannot hear you. Even though you're standing right there. And then that judge will try to hold you in contempt for failure to appear while Mm -hmm. you're standing in the courtroom, which sounds crazy, but they're not talking to you. Mm -hmm. They're talking to the straw man because they have no authority. They are legally not allowed to even communicate with you. As soon Mm -hmm. as you, as soon as you establish that you are alive, 
you are by definition not a corporation. Again, a corporation is a non-living entity. Mm -hmm. Okay. And as soon as you have stated that you are not a corporation, they can't contract with you. Right. They can't. So whether it's and and unfortunately law enforcement it, it used to be to protect and serve was their was their motto the the mm-hmm. law enforcement and this is not saying that there aren't good police officers out there cuz there are but they are a for profit uh, uh uh fine they 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 write fines this is what right. their their MO is they are supposed to uh, write tickets and and bring people to jail that mm-hmm. that aren't following these laws and and it generates money for the machine, right? right? That they are not there anymore to. It, it's not. Uh, they're not public servants anymore. It's corporatized and it's for profit and it's a business, and so part of the way that that business operates under this corporate law is is bound by your being a corporation. And mm-hmm. so as soon as you have established that you're not, they have no authority. They have no jurisdiction over you. And this is not me telling people to go and start arguing with the police and say, oh, you have no authority over me because I'm the most respectful person to law enforcement that you've probably ever talked to. Mm-hmm. Um, but if someone is going to try to violate my rights, then I am going to calmly and respectfully not consent. Right. And that can go really good or that can go really bad. And I've made peace with that, you know, and unfortunately our law enforcement isn't educated on this. These people don't know what, what nautical law is or what maritime law is. Mm -hmm. They know that they've been told to do something and that they get paid to do something and they're going to do it. And there are good officers out there who will want more information on this. Right. And there are also officers out there that aren't going to want to hear the shit. And you have to be calm and you have to be educated and you have to be prepared um, to run this till the wheels fall off, you know? Um, So where would, where would you suggest that people start as far as research goes on this? There is a document called living in the private. Um, And that's where I started. And that's, that's really what snowballed all of this. And it, explains the difference between uh and 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 it it, there's charts right that break down words and that's what you need to start identifying is the trigger words right um that make you realize okay this is a corporation that i'm dealing as soon as you hear certain words you go okay click there it is there it is Mm -hmm. and that that doesn't apply to me because i'm not a corporation Right. right and then you need to start understanding law you need to start understanding uh, and, and this, it, this is research, man. If you, if you're not willing to really, really attack this with some time and with some energy, then you might as well not start because mm-hmm. you're going back hundreds of years and reviewing case law, right? right. That, that where cases have been overturned and you need to be able to cite this case law, um, and you need to stop 
doing the things that give them the power over you. When you sign mm-hmm. your name, right? It's right. legal. It's not lawful, but it's legal for them to put that signature on whatever they want. Right. On whatever they want. And so you need to learn how to sign without prejudice. And you need to learn when you can write that and when you can't. And you need to learn how to how to uh, establish your living status and how to verbalize what that means to somebody that doesn't know what that means. Right. And you need to be mm-hmm. willing to say, no, I don't understand. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't stand under your authority and tell them because they don't know that they're asking you whether you cuck to their, to their, uh, illegal rules. Mm-hmm. They think they're asking you if you comprehend. And so, you, you know, you can say, I, I comprehend what you're saying, but I do not understand. I do not consent. And I do not stand under your authority. Mm-hmm. You know, I am a living person. And one of the things that cosmic law or natural law or common law or whatever you want to call it, the law of the land states is that if there's no victim, there's no crime. Right. right? And that's what we need to get back to. This whole victimless crime thing is all to perpetuate wealth for people that don't have your best interests at heart. That's correct. Absolutely. we have to be willing to stand up for ourselves and stand up for the people around us and stand up for our rights. Because 200 years ago, 250 years ago, right, we were free. We came here to be free right? To live outside of tyranny. That's what this place was supposed to be. This was supposed to be the new Holy land. This was supposed to be, um, the future of, uh, you know, almost like a utopian type of existence here. And that's been taken by a very small percentage of people and it starts at birth. And what, here's the thing, you have a certificate of live birth and then you have a birth certificate, right? These are two separate documents. And so when you're born, the hospital fills out the certificate of live birth to say that a human has been born Mm -hmm. right now. They send that to the federal government and you get back a birth certificate. Now that Mm -hmm. birth certificate on, on the, the certificate of live birth, your name is written normally, Right. right? When it comes back, it's in all capital letters and mm-hmm. that is not the same being. That is a contract that has been right. established that creates a corporation that is bound by this maritime game that we play. Mm-hmm. And a co- common law states that if there is not full disclosure during a contract, that the contract is null and void. Now, your mother didn't know that she was creating this legal straw man that was going to be bound to essentially a life of servitude and tax slavery um, when you were born. And so as soon as you can legally proclaim or establish that you are alive and that you do not consent, right? This corporate or this contract is null and void. Now that doesn't mean a whole lot on its own. Okay. There are still steps you can, you can make this contract go away, but it's kind of like if you've ever seen war castles, how Russell J. Gould claimed the flag in the year 2000, and he's got all this, this control and he's postmaster general and all this stuff and nobody cares. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it doesn't matter 
what you have, what you can do lawfully or legally if you can't make anyone adhere to it. And, right. and so you have to be able to educate these people and you have to be able to, um, be willing to experience some hardship to, to get what's important to you. And so when you can learn what living in the private really is, you can start exercising these freedoms and you can start now taxes, for example, taxation, Thomas Paine said taxation is theft, right? Right. So how can they tax us? Well, they're not taxing you. They're taxing taxing the corporation. Exactly. And so we have to stop this by if if we continue to allow them to play the game, they're going to keep playing the game because what this right. is is a gigantic game of Monopoly. Right. Okay. That's all it is. And we've all played it and we all know how many people win at right. Monopoly. Right. You can play it really good and you can make the game last for a really long time, but one person is going to end up with all the Monopoly money. Right. Right. And that's the same thing that is going to happen in this gigantic game of Monopoly. And once you realize, once you dive into this and you realize that all of this is literally, it's just a game, the whole thing, we're all playing one giant game. We're not, this fiat currency is, is all Monopoly money, right? Mm -hmm. Our, our taxes and everything that we do and all this stuff that we've worked our whole life for is like when you buy a car, you don't own that car. That title doesn't mean that you own it. That title means you have the right to possess it. And right. so we don't own anything as corporations. You can't right. own anything until you're until you're free and until you're alive, right? Because dead people don't have rights. Mm-hmm. It's unfortunate, but you don't have rights unless you're alive. So you need to prove as silly as it sounds, you need to prove that you are alive. There's mm-hmm. another video um, that I would encourage everyone to watch that talks about the process and how it was weaponized. And a lot of people aren't huge on David Icke. Um, but David Icke and a man called John Smith do a video together and it's on common law and it will explain <clears throat> he's a, <clears throat> John Smith is a Scottish guy and he's uh one of the kind of one of the front runners on this whole common law movement he started a, a website called common law court that is helping basically helps you proclaim your your living status uh they've created this legal court that's online so you can get a document basically that says you're alive which is great but again this doesn't do anything by itself you can't hand a police officer a document that says that you're alive um and expect him to respect it now i will tell you that once you have taken the steps Right. And you've gone through the system and you have removed yourself from their ship. Okay. If you do it right, you can turn in your driver's license. You can unregister your vehicles. Right. Because you don't need, you have, you have basic rights, natural rights. You have a right to food, shelter. You have a right to water. You have a right Mm -hmm. to prosperity. Right. And you have a right to travel 
between all four of those things. Mm -hmm. Okay. So the driver's license is a contract. You don't need a license to drive, which is why like you'll see when you see the, the meth heads in the RV that you can't figure out how it's even running on the side of the road. And it's like, how are they not getting pulled over and mess with you? You know, they don't have a driver's license. You know, they don't have insurance. It's because the police can't take away their ability to travel. They can't. Now, if you have this driver's license, which is a contract, you are agreeing to follow the laws of the road. And you are agreeing that if you don't follow those laws, you can be fined for it. Right. Right. And when you're, but this is all just playing the game. You have a right to travel. We just don't know that we have a right to travel. If you ask 95, 99% of the people in this country, well, you need a driver's license to be able to drive Um, because that's what we're taught. But really what my goal is and I think everyone's goal is should be removing ourselves from the system because Mm -hmm. this system is not what we thought it was. You know how patriotic I was and how much I love, uh, you know, my country and where I live. And that's not what this is anymore. Right. You know, we're not talking about the same thing. I'm not talking about the, I I love this land. Right. And I'm grateful Mm -hmm. for this land and I love the people here. But what I don't love is the 1% of people who have, who have imprisoned all of these people that I love and convinced me that this, this land was the same thing as this corporation. Correct. Right. And we have to withdraw and it's not easy to withdraw, but as long as people keep playing this game, the game is going to continue. Right. You know, and everybody will still be in the system and you still have to follow everything as it was. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. And it's like, we're all upset about the way that things are. Right. And one uh, a video that I did recently was the, th- the three C's, right? Your, your compliance is your consent and your consent makes you complicit. So why we're here right now is because we have gone along with all this. Right. They don't have the numbers. They don't have the, they don't have the anything to be able to really control us or what, or what we do or how we move or how we operate. Mm-hmm. They have convinced us as a whole that we have to do a bunch of stuff, right? And right. they've used fear and they've used rejection and they've used right. judgment and they've used division and they've Ridicule. used- Exactly. Mm-hmm. And they have coerced us into following a set of laws that isn't meant for us. None of these laws are meant meant for us. These are all corporate laws and we're not corporations. Right. And so as soon as the people, and I think this is coming on a large scale. I think that this information is getting heard by the right people and that, um, and I, I thought about not talking about this because I lost a page over it. And Mm -hmm. because it probably makes me a target for a lot of people. I'm already on a lot of lists that people <laughs> probably don't want to be on. Yeah. And, um, but this, this is the message, you know, this is what, when people talk freedom, this is what freedom is, 
right? right? And anything else is settling. And I've learned over the last few years that like, you can't settle. No. You can't. Um, we need to and, decide. Yeah, And go that's ahead. the thing is, is, again, going back to what we said in the beginning, like knowing who you are and what you are and will not, are, are not willing to do. I am always going to be me. I'm a hundred percent the same person in person, online, whatever. And I know who I am and I am always going to speak the truth. And even, I mean, everybody knows like I've been banned. I don't know how many times now and that's okay because that means I'm doing something right. Yep. If you're not the way it is. If you're not getting messed with, then you're not trying hard enough, if you ask yeah. me. Um, and so, but again, if you're not willing to spend the hours and spend the time and 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 put up with the inconvenience that this is going to create, because it is going to create inconvenience in your life, and you have to learn to live differently. Um, but again, if freedom is what you seek, then this is the path. You know, and this is going to, like we said, this is going to get worse before it gets better. And, um, you need to be able to protect yourself lawfully Mm -hmm. just as much as you need to be able to protect yourself physically. Like guns are great till they decide that these corporations can't own guns anymore. Right. 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 And then what do you do? Yeah. Um, and so... And, and, and also if you don't know what your rights are and someone, uh, whether it's a a police officer or whether it's a judge tries to violate those rights, Mm -hmm. how do you, what do you do? Right. You know? Um, so we have to, we have to educate ourselves and, um, that starts with not accepting the way things are. Right. The first step to creating a new reality is destroying the current reality. And Mm -hmm. so we need to stop accepting that this is the way things are and stop accepting that this is the way things are going to be. You know, I know a lot of people, a lot of people in my family that will tell you that we're in a gigantic pandemic right now, you know, Mm -hmm. and I'm not living that reality. Right. Right. That's not what my reality looks like. I go to the store and I breathe oxygen and I spread love and I network with people. Mm -hmm. And, um, I don't live in fear, right? Right. I have a body that is a beautiful design, divine vessel that has the ability to learn and grow. And as it, it, just like I experience different things and grow from those, my body when it experiences something foreign, whether it's a pathogen or whether it's, you know, spike proteins or whatever, whatever, because this, this world is full of environmental factors that we have Mm -hmm. to learn to deal with. Um, and so you have to trust in yourself and trust in your body and, and you have to be healthy, right? There's, there's people that are so concerned about getting sick, but it's like, what food are you putting in your body? Exactly. You know, and Mm -hmm. are you sleeping properly? And are you, are you breathing air? Because the best way to get sick is to cut off your freaking oxygen supply. Right. You know? And so we have to decide whether 
what we want is to be healthy and to be free or what we want is convenience and acceptance because you're not going to get both. This is a very, um, this is a turning point in history and we are all very, um, we're very lucky and very blessed to get to be a part of this. And we Mm -hmm. have the opportunity to change the world that our kids are going to get to grow up in. You know, I've heard people say like, I wish I wouldn't have had kids. I never would have brought them into this world. This is our world to change. Right. right? Or to, or to, to, to make or to break. This is up to us, right? This, this isn't, we didn't just get dealt some bad hand. One thing that hermeticism teaches is that, you are either the master of your experience or you are a victim of somebody else's experience. Right. Correct. Right. And I refuse to be a victim, right? I'm going to dictate what the, the experience that I have and that my children have. And I'm going to do that by educating myself. And I'm going to do that by standing up for myself. And I'm going to do that for educating everyone by educating everyone that will listen. Same. Right. And showing them that they have the tools Everything that that you need is inside of you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely. Everything. And I, I, you know, as well as I do, that I got sucked into some stuff, and and I really thought that, but I was still in this save me mentality, right? right. I thought that that um, we, I, I, I was waiting on somebody, somebody else, another master to save me. Right. right. And if you're counting on someone else to to dictate or to uh, liberate your experience, then you've then, lost already. Right. And you're always a slave that way. Exactly. And so the only way that you can ever um, become like in charge of your own destiny is to do so and <clears throat> not rely on other people. Take charge of your life and yourself and a lot of people have heard me talk about this before, but like really going in depth and working on yourself and working on knowing who you are and what your role is and what your responsibility is to yourself um, are extremely important because uh, you are your own control mechanism and you can either bend and break, or you can stick to your morals and your values and your beliefs and do what you know is right for you. Absolutely. And like, we got to stop treating the symptoms and we got to start addressing the problems. Just like, you know, the, the medical industry that people are finally starting to realize is not there to help them. They're not, it's a big corporation. Exactly. (laughs) And, and they're not treating the problem. Right. Right. They're treating the symptoms because they're, that's profitable. Right. Right. So we have to do that with ourselves. Right. And, and I'm not an alcoholic. There is no such thing as an addict. You're unhappy. Right. Right. right? There's trauma that needs to be dealt with that you don't want to deal with. There's demons that you're carrying around. And until, and this is like, I know people that, uh, were sober 10, 15 years, right? And they hit a meeting a week, right? Mm-hmm. And and they had to hit that meeting or they were going to relapse, you know? And right. it's like, I, I can't do meetings personally, but it's like, if that meeting 
If that weekly meeting is what is keeping you on your wagon, then you lost. Mm-hmm. You because have to be somebody able to- else is is you're allowing someone else to have control of what you can and can't do. Exactly. Exactly. And so you have to do the work just like right. you have to educate yourself on this law stuff to be able to, to, to enjoy or really experience what this experience is meant to be. Mm-hmm. You have to look in the places that you don't want to look and you have to see the shit that you don't want to see. And you've got to learn to love that shit. Mm-hmm. Right. Cause until you can love all the terrible shit that's happened to you in this experience, you're still bound by those things. But you know what, what I think, and, and I say this all the time, everything happens for a reason and Absolutely. everything is a learning experience and a stepping stone. Because if you don't learn from your mistakes or your past relationships or your past, you know, anything, then you're never going to grow. Absolutely. It's only it's only when you look at things in that manner that they can actually teach you what you do and don't ever want in your life again and go from there. Absolutely. You know, and this is transmutation, right? You Right. Uh, alchemy or or hermeticism uses the metaphor lead to gold, right? We're going to we're going to transmute lead into gold. Well, all this I I call this experience earth school, right? And all that we get at earth school is lead. That's all you're going to get. And it's your job to take that lead and turn it into gold. My childhood, for example, I got the shit kicked out of me from the time that I was like, I was a grown up from when I was like six or seven years old and, uh, trauma filled childhood. You know, I had it as rough as, as anybody I've ever met had it. And when people hear my story, they're, Oh, I'm so sorry. And it's like, no, don't be. Don't be. That's what I needed to be. It's shaped you into who you are. Exactly. Exactly. And that abuse made me fear no man. Right? Right. And that right. abuse, um, and it, it wasn't like it got easy after that. You know, the, the mommy issues that I developed as a child, I carried into my adulthood. And I put myself into just terrible relationship after toxic relationship after more toxic relationship for most of my adult life. Right? right. And but that showed me what I will not accept now, Correct. right? I found my path by eliminating all other possible paths mm-hmm. and that's okay. Right. And I tell people all the time, like you need to screw up, right? right. When we right. fail is how we grow. And if you're not failing, you're not trying hard enough. And we have that's to let how we learn. Yep. Exactly. And we have to let the people we love fail. Mm-hmm. Right. Because if, we are protecting people from all these 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 failures then they they are missing out on that growth we're enabling them to to uh, live conveniently mm-hmm. right but we're not serving them and so we have to uh, again you have to understand that there is no good or bad because as soon as you make something good for for every action there is an equal and opposite reaction right so for everything mm-hmm. that you say oh this is a good thing something bad's going to happen because there's balance there's this right. cosmic order that is going to cre- be created no matter what and for every high there's going to be a low and for every ounce right. of dark there's going to be an ounce of light right mm-hmm. and so you have to be the constant you have to be 
in the middle. Those are poles. You've got positive and negative, right? Mm -hmm. And in between those poles is rhythm. And that rhythm creates a vibration. And that vibration dictates your experience. And so Mm -hmm. you have to be the straight line in the middle, you know, and you have to just take things as they are and find growth in them. Because if you're not finding growth in them, then it's a waste. Mm -hmm. Right. And, um, your vibration dictates your experience. Mm -hmm. You know, if, if I, I used to say all the time, like, you know, bad stuff happens to me all the time. I have the the worst luck ever, you know, (laughs) and it did, it did, but I was vibrating that I was manifesting that. And I went from the most unhappy person I have ever met in my entire life. I'm not kidding, Janet. I would wake up and I had two thoughts every morning. First thought was shit. I woke up. Mm -hmm. Okay. Second thought was how am I going to get through this day and how am I going to get drunk at the end of it? Mm -hmm. Every single day. And at the end of the day, when I made it to two o'clock and I'd make some excuse to leave work early because at two o'clock was drink time, you know, Mm -hmm. I, I would tell myself, good job. You made it, you know, you made it. Now you can go check out. Right. Right. And I would go and I would drink and I'd wake up the next morning and I'd be sick. And so I would take a shot first thing in the morning. If I didn't have a shot by nine or 10 o'clock in the morning, then I couldn't hold a pencil or I couldn't hold a tool. Mm -hmm. Um, And I I mean, a half gallon a day was a light day. Right. Right. It was disgusting how much liquor I put in my body. And this is not me bragging. This is me illuminating that if I can make it out of this shit, than anybody can. Right. And, um, the big part of it, where it starts is self-love, right? You have to decide that you are worth it and that Mm -hmm. you are worth fighting for. And you have to be able to look at yourself in the mirror and love that person. Right. Right. And if you can't do that, then you can't love anybody else. True. and, And you can't be happy. Right. You can't, that's where it starts is with self-love and people were taught that putting yourself first is selfish. And that is the opposite of the truth. If you are not operating at a hundred percent, you are no good to anyone around you. In fact, you are a detriment to everyone around you because if you're not operating, if your cup is not full, you are going to be trying to take from everybody else's cup, whether it's energetically or whether it's financially or whether it's anything, if you cannot sustain yourself and, and maintain a healthy existence in your experience, then you are hurting the people that you love. And that's a fact. Mm-hmm. That's you know? very true. Yep. And so where it starts with is deciding I am worth fighting for. And whether it's for your happiness or whether it's for your weight or whether it's for your addiction or whether it's for your sovereignty, it doesn't matter. It all starts with self-love. Mm-hmm. And until you can look at yourself and say, I'm worth fighting for, then you're not getting anywhere. And you being worth fighting for is what motivates all the research to understand right. what the laws are and that motivates the the healthy diet and the exercise and mm-hmm. is what motivates the, the willingness to be ridiculed and isolated and talk shit on, you know, and judged. That's what makes it all worth it. Because as soon as you have your own acceptance, you don't need the acceptance of anybody else. As soon as you can be enough for you, everything else is just details. Right. Right. Absolutely. 
And that's and where you know, it starts. And we're all, <clears throat> I think every single person is worth it. Absolutely. And everybody has the ability to change themselves, change their life, shape their life into what they want it to be. And so even the people that you're like, oh, you know, uh, like you just feel their negative energy literally all the time because they're, you know, hateful way they speak to you or whatever. Um, think about those people in a positive light because they need the help. They right. need that. They need the extra help, and and a lot of us have the ability to even make a change in those people. And the way that those people treat you is not a reflection of you. Right. It's a reflection of how they On see themselves. themselves. Yep. Right. And Absolutely. you can't let that affect you because mm -hmm. this this place reciprocates. People talk about karma being a bitch. Karma is not a bitch. Karma is a mirror. Right. Right. And. All it takes is one random, and this sounds so cliche, but one random act of kindness can completely change the trajectory of your experience and the experience of everything around you. It does. A hundred percent. You showing kindness to some person that was trying to be an asshole to you might be what shakes them out of whatever that bite, because you don't know what they had happen earlier that day or who they are right. or what they're going through, right? right? And that person experiencing a vibration of love as opposed to you sending back the bullshit that they sent you right, can completely change what they're going through, right? you know? And that's not, it's not that much... For, I'm not asking and, anyone to share their energy. I'm just not asking people to not let their energy be affected by people outside of themselves. Do you agreed. and vibrate that love that you are? Cause that's who we are is love. Right. Right. Agreed. And so we don't have to change for anybody. We just have to be that. Yeah. And my, my thinking on the subject is um, be you because you were created in the image that you are. So, uh, be the best you that you can possibly be. And don't be afraid to show your weird side. Don't be afraid to not fit into somebody else's idea of a conformist box. Like celebrate who you are because right. it's beautiful. And no matter so. where you live spiritually or, or um, it doesn't, doesn't matter what camp you're in. Mm -hmm. This experience isn't just to come here and and be fat and happy, you know? Mm -hmm. This is an experience where we're here to learn and we're here to right. grow, right? right? And and um I I think that a lot of us can agree that that we are more than this body. Right. Right? That when this body dies and is rotted in the ground this whether you want to call it your spirit or your consciousness or or, or, or whatever your camp calls that right but mm -hmm. th there's more to us than this experience and so right. not all of this is meant to be fun right, right? where it's it's we're here to grow and unfortunately the fastest route to growth is suffering right, right? if you and, don't if there's no challenges in life then you become complacent. Exactly. And complacency is lazy. And all of the, if you think about the darkest times that you've ever been through, mm -hmm. those are when you grow the most, you know, and that Absolutely. is what shows you that you want to change your experience and that you want 
to have a, to live a different reality, you know? And that's why I say that I'm so thankful for this whole situation that we're going through as a country right now is if it wouldn't have got shitty like this, we would have stayed complacent. We would have kept buying the apathy that they were selling. Mm -hmm. Right. And I never would have figured out who I was or what I was or what this legal straw man was. I never would have gone out. I never would have been on here educating people on, on, um, improvement of self. Right. And because that's how we change this place is by changing ourselves. I can't fix the whole country. Okay. But what I can do is improve my reality. I can create a utopia, right? For myself. And I can grow my sphere of influence every day. And I can bring people into that sphere of influence and I can help them perpetuate their utopia, right? And we can start one at a time. And this shit snowballs, man. It does. And by, by changing yourself, um, and loving yourself and, and, you know, raising that vibration and raising your, you know, intelligence and your learning level, you are also becoming a teacher at the same time because you can teach other people about what you know. So every person on the planet is actually a teacher. Right. And we just got to stop trying to fit in boxes. Right. right? That's it. Absolutely. And, you know, for me, it was crystals. That was the thing that took me over the edge um, because I was told that was bad. That was taboo. Um, right. And and it, it took one rock that made me realize, okay, I'm into this. And it took one trip to the rock shop and me getting drug around and finding these certain things and then looking them up and finding out that these were all things that I really needed in my life and then realizing that mm-hmm. I was good at this. And then it it made me wonder, okay, well, I was told this was bad. And this isn't bad to me, right? Mm-hmm. So what else is there? You know, yeah. And that's the thing is, um, there's no one size fits all for everybody. It doesn't matter whether it's crystals or your diet or you know whatever the case may be. The there is no one solution that fits everybody, and so you do what you need to 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 heal yourself to make your you know, energy and your being and your vibration stronger. Um, same thing goes with medical stuff or diets or whatnot. Your body the knows same, what it wants. The same thing is not, you know, it's not appropriate for every person. So right. you find what that balance is for you that makes you feel healthier. Absolutely. Listen to yourself. You know, your yeah. gut knows what it needs. I tell people to keep their awareness in their third eye and in their gut or in both. You know, right. and as long as you're operating from one of those two places, you're going to know what's right. And we're taught not to listen to our gut. Right. You know, and, and it's, you got to start to trust yourself and you got to start to, to understand that these subtle messages that, that we get from, from ourselves and from, you know, whatever you call your creator and from the universe, these things mm-hmm. aren't accidents and they're not arbitrary. Right. Um, there's stuff everywhere that we can grow from. We just need to, we need to be able to be flexible with our perspective and see things from an objective. And it's hard to be objective, right? Right. Because we have truths that we're comfortable in, right? right? But again, we don't grow inside our comfort zone. And so we have to be able to um, 
hear things and see things that don't fit into mm-hmm. our our little paradigms that we have built right. for us. And and you know, if I'm saying the same thing now that I am in a year, then probably don't listen to me. You know, <laughs> that's right. Cause we grow every day. Exactly. And mm-hmm. I'm not the same person that I was a year ago. And I'm not the same person that I was when I woke up this morning. I'm not the same person that I was when we started this podcast. You know, I'm mm-hmm. constantly growing and evolving and, mm-hmm. and I will not ever settle. There's people ask like, you know, what's enough. There is no enough. Right. There is never enough. There is always more. I can always be more. I can always be better. And once I have what I need for in in my experience, I need to help others get what they need in their experience. Right. You know, there's always more. Jobs. There's always more. So, my dear, what where can they find you at and what would your final words be today? <laughs> Right now, uh, my home is just on Instagram. I'm called Hatter Will Happen. Um, I had a page that was called The Hatter Can Help, and that one got nuked out of existence. Um, And so my response to the oligarchs was Hatter Will Happen. Um, There's an underscore, so it's Hatter underscore Will underscore Happen. Um, I have my podcast is called Tea with the Hatter. And it's all set up. I just haven't gotten around to releasing anything yet because I've been on two or three podcasts a week for the last uh, month or so. So that's something that is coming. uh, That's coming soon. Uh, As soon as I get a break from guest appearances, (laughs) I will uh, start (laughs) releasing things on that platform. But uh, I respond to all of my dms uh no matter how busy i get i've got a lot going on right now outside of instagram land Mm -hmm. um and so it's not always super quick but i respond to everyone and i if people have questions whether it's about uh crystals or energy or if you are depressed and you don't know what to do or if Mm -hmm. you are trying to get sober um, or whatever it is, if I can help man, reach out. Um, that's, that's who I am and that's what I am. And that's why I'm here. I want to make a difference and I've made a difference in my experience and I want to, everybody has the tools to do what I did and more. Right. Mm -hmm. And I just want to show these people where those tools are at and how to pick them up and, and inspire them to use them. I get people that, you know, I've never saved anybody. Right. I don't, I, I, I don't save people, but I can help show you how to save yourself. And if you're mm-hmm. willing to put in some work and make some changes and get uncomfortable and hear some stuff that you're not going to like, um, then get a hold of me and we'll figure it out, man. We can always do better. We can always be more. And right. my final message, I suppose, would just be <clears throat> to stop apologizing for being you. And, mm-hmm. um, and you need to put yourself first and you need to put, if it's, if it's, for me, it was freedom, right? I, I, my cousin asked me like, what are you trying to do with all this? You know, I, I had hundreds and hundreds of hours in research and I was, I was learning all this stuff and I was changing my, you know, he's like, what is the, what is the end game? And I didn't know. And it hit me. It's like, <clears throat> I want to be free. 
That's what I want. I want to be able to live my life the way that I want to live it and um, experience the things that I want to experience. And outside of harming another living being, I want to do what I want to do when I want to do it. And that means physically, that means spiritually, that Mm -hmm. means uh, occupationally. um, And we don't this system tells you that you need to go to school uh, and that you need to be, you know, in a half million dollars in debt by the time that you're 30 and all that, that whole system is designed to keep you in the game of monopoly. Mm-hmm. And so right. we need to be unafraid and unapologetic uh, for, for creating our own path. And my path is not the same as your path. It's not the same as anybody else's path. Right. Um and that's okay. And we need to be okay with that. We need to be proud of who we are. And, and if you're willing to struggle and, and you're willing to experience some hardship to, to be yourself and, and, and you just pull the trigger and you go for it, you're not going to be sorry because all that struggle and all that hardship is yours. Right? right. You're not living somebody else's bullshit. You're living your experience and you're earning your experience. And I would argue that nothing worth having is easy to attain. Correct. Right. And if something's yeah. handed to you, then you're, you're not going to be grateful for it and you're not going to honor it. So create an experience that you earn and right. that you can honor and that you can actually experience gratitude for. Because without gratitude and without honor and without love, there's no point in being here. Mm-hmm. That's you know? very true. So, well, I I just want to say um, I love you dearly. You're such a good person. You have such a a big heart and a good soul. And I thank you from the bottom of my heart for being here and talking to me and spending time with us so other people can also get this message. And he's not kidding when he says, if he can help you reach out, um, because that's what we're here for is to help other people. So for me and for Jeff, thank you so much for tuning in and we'll see you next time. Have a good one.